What's up, Stats Pack? Welcome back to the podcast. Got Stefan back. How are you doing, buddy? Doing great. By the way, just for all the the millions and millions of listeners, uh, Stefan and I, we uh, jib-jab a little bit before the podcast. I don't know if anybody would be interested in listening to that, but if you are, just go ahead and send a... Send it, send Stefan a DM on his Instagram. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, get into my DMs. I hear that's a thing. <laughs> Pretty sure that's how they say it these days. So, uh, let's see. What do you want to start off with? Um, uh, hitting on late round picks. Uh, Hufanga Mitchell make up for early misses. Banks and Sermon. What do you think? Man, I don't know, because you go over the, the last like few drafts, and, th- and that's the other thing, too, you got to look at, is even in the best uh, uh, teams, you know, that have done really well in the draft, it's still honestly a pick em in terms of, like, your first few rounds of if the, you know, your first round or your second round or your third round is even worth it. So it, I, just seem, yeah. it just seems like over a few years of a, of a sample size at this point that the Niners seem to miss on some of their bigger picks in the first three rounds and then hit on like George Kittle in the fifth round or Hafunga in the fifth round or Mitchell in the fifth round. It seems like the fifth round is really their sweet spot. Yeah. <laughs> so I actually so, got, read an article from uh, that you mentioned, that NinersNoise.com, and it, they were going over – the Niners like biggest misses in the the NFL draft. Um, shoot, uh, I think they were. Who did they name? Um, well, you've got you got to start with uh, that receiver, like their first year or whatever, or second year that they ended up trading to Kansas City for nothing. And also the uh, the, the defensive tackle, I guess, sucked. And I think um, Solomon Thomas was a pretty big miss. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you look at like their bigger draft picks, uh, Ruben, uh, what was Ruben's? <laughs> I'm screwing up his name. Uh, the the backer from Alabama, uh, Ruben Foster. Yeah, Ruben Foster. Yeah. Uh, you know that was a big miss too. They traded up in that first round to get him. Uh, they've, they've definitely missed more than they've gotten on their on their higher rounds, but then again, they've they've been able to get some pretty damn good players late. So yeah, so they're the the top the bottom five. Sorry, bottom five: Solomon Thomas, Reuben Foster, Dante Pettis. That's the guy you're talking about. Joe Williams, fourth round, uh, and Kayla Witherspoon. And then uh, their top his top five hits: George Kittle, fifth round; Fred Warner, third round; Nick Bosa. First round, Debo. Bosa, Bosa, we all know was a no-brainer. Yeah, that, yeah. yeah. Debo, uh, second round, and Brandon, first round. Uh, others: Drake Greenlaw, fifth round. Javon Kinlaw, first round. Mike McGlinchey, first round. DJ Jones, sixth round. Richie James, seventh round. Yeah, and Greenlaw was a great pick in the fifth round. I, I like I'm saying, their fifth round is really their spot. Yeah, <laughs> actually, talking about crappy well we'll move on to it we'll talk about we'll talk about Jalen pretty here soon um does it make up I think a a draft makes and breaks an NFL team unless you're just loaded somewhere uh talk about something like the Patriots where they went for a long time they're really good in the draft Bill Belichick and then he just lost it and they just time after time after time recently he just picked sucky draft picks and he went. He kind of went crazy in. Actually, he did go crazy in free agency, and it's it's paying off for them right now. They're probably you know they're they're a halfway decent team. I'd say they're their top, you know, twenty yeah. percent of the league now. 
But, but how often in the history of the NFL do we actually see free agency pay off where you spend that kind right. of money and see any And I know off? it's not. I mean, yeah, it's you only think of the Washington time. Redskins years ago and when they spent all that money and then on down, it's pretty rare that it pays off. It's so. rare, but it seems like it's coming together for the Pats this year. We'll see. Oh, for sure. Yeah. No, I mean, like, Belichick's definitely salvaged his reputation in terms of you look at that team and they don't stick out as – as good as they played this year. So, and I think that's coaching. Yeah. Um, okay, let's move on. Why is Mark Sanchez talking about accuracy? Where does this come from? <laughs> that was just a note I made as I was watching him announce another Niner game last week and him harp about like putting the ball, you know, three inches to the right or six inches to the left. And it's Dude, like, that's really? how he dropped. That's like, how he dropped dimes. Huh? He was, he was that all day long. Mark Sanchez, <laughs> most accurate quarterback. Yeah, all time. No, he's known. He's known for being, you know, just like ultra accurate, like great under pressure. You know? <laughs> he was pretty good at, at UC, uh, USC, but it's like, he had yeah, a but team. So, like, so was Carson Palmer's uh, brother, but it doesn't. <laughs> yeah, you're right. <laughs> I forgot about that. It's the same way he's a great quarterbacks coach. It doesn't make you a great NFL coach or quarterback, though. Um, I don't know. I was just mainly bitching to Mark Sanchez because I got tired of him like critiquing every throw as if like he could make it. So. Yeah. But I know that's you know the old. Oh yeah, well you're not good enough to do it, then you shouldn't announce it, which pretty much would leave us no announcers. <laughs> let's uh, let's move on to uh, our our team, the Kings, who actually started kind of hot, doing all right. Now they're t- starting to stink it up. <laughs> what and, were they two and two, and that was hot. Hey, 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 man! <laughs> hey, that was hot, bro. Like I was like, you know, hey, they got something going on now. It's uh, not so much, but moving on, Marvin Bagley. Uh, saying that he he refused to go into the game, right? Yeah, against the Suns. Apparently they tried to put him in and he wouldn't even go play. <laughs> Which has just got to help your trade value when you've been wanting to be traded for like a year. Don't think that he, uh, yeah, he's like, no, I'm not going in. I'm, uh, um, here's the thing. Marvin pulling that, that shit off, him thinking that, He's even he see maybe he's looking at what Ben Simmons is doing and he's like oh yeah yeah bet this is this is working out all right hey here's a guy that, here's a guy that gets paid more than yeah, worth like, maybe I can keep doing that <laughs> and then I see all like his like a bunch of teammates and coaches like high fiving him and stuff and it's like okay all right I, have you seen the highlights of this thing say that again I, I, have you seen the highlights of him like when he decided not to go in like his teammates were like patting him on the back and all his coaches were shaking his hand it's like seriously Bagley no yeah. I just read that I yeah yeah it was like yeah it was a couple of them it was yeah it was look dude the, the Kings the Kings got him by the nuts um sorry well, you should be pretty – I mean, it's not like it's the old pay structure, but getting drafted as high as he did, he got paid quite a bit of money for yeah. what he's done in the league so far. Yeah, which is nothing. What a what a, what a a wasted pick. Could have picked up Luca. Yeah, well, even without that, it, it was still – I don't know. I never understood the pick in terms of fit. You're even right. If he'd it, been everything they expected him to be, he would have been like a glorified Amari Stoudemire. We could forever thank Vlade Divox for that. Oh, man, Vladdy. Hey, draft another seven-foot guy, Vladdy. Stupid idiot. 
I mean, what, well, if the seven footer was Kristaps Porzingis, that would have been a different story. Yeah, see anybody, but you know, instead, we, like the roster still has way too many big men in a league where nobody seems to need to be bigger than six seven. Or I don't know whoever the GM is now, but they just suck. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I, the, the Kings as an organization just have been dysfunctional for like 20 years. But on top of that, let's talk about like uh, the other Cal- the other California teams. The Lakers, I think they are who they thought they were. I think they're just at 500 or just below it. I can't remember. I thought that's exactly where they were going to be at if they're not going to start molding and meshing together. But until well, halfway they're, they're not the going to suddenly get better than they were last year. I mean, yeah. all, everybody just gets a year older. I remember, yeah, that where everybody year. was getting hyped up about Russell, and he did have a triple double the last game or well, last couple of games or whatever. But it's like I know what's going on. It, like they they move Russell around. There's a reason why he's been moved around a lot. It's like he's just not the player he was. I mean, a period. So I. I just yeah, well, no, none of them are. I mean, AD is the youngest out of the three, and he's even, you know, declined a little bit. Yeah. It's just, I don't know. You're kind of banking on a bunch of grizzled veterans to somehow stay healthy for an entire season and make it. I just don't see it happening. But uh, up north, the Golden State Warriors are crushing it. They're the best team in the league right now. They have the best league. They have the best record at 10-1, and one, and they're just rolling. Uh, and that's without Clay Thompson and uh, Wiseman, which I think they get back and makes them a better team. So it's surprising that pretty much a lot of that talent, uh, you know, outside of like Andre Iguodala and freaking Andrew Wiggins, most of them are like homegrown. Like these are picks by the Golden State Warriors oh, developed yeah, no, in there. Yeah, they've done a great job of, of, of developing their own talent and Let's be honest. I mean, Steph Curry doesn't. It's funny to say this, but he doesn't really get enough credit for being as transcendent as he is. Oh, I mean, yeah, the, yeah. the guy completely changed the game, and is still one of the top players in, in the sport. You know, and and the way he plays his game, if you can step back six feet behind the line and drop threes at any point, that's just dangerous in any game. Even if he slows down a little bit and loses some athleticism. I know we talked about getting uh, tickets to uh, to to watch a game at the Garden. I actually bought tickets um, on the seventeenth of next month. Golden State's coming to the TD Garden, so I'm going to watch them. The tickets were not cheap, but we got them. We're going to watch the uh, watch the pretty much. To be honest with you, it's probably going to be more watching the Golden State Warriors. <laughs> but uh, I got I got my oh, I got my yeah, Celtics jersey I mean. on though. <laughs> So I'm ready. Well, and you can say you saw Steph Curry make a three in real life because there's no way he doesn't make it. I saw it. Or actually, it's the second time I'm going to watch Golden State play there, so I saw it before. Nice. That's that's like in the early '90s. Of my uh, one of my good friends used to have uh, season tickets to the Kings, so I got to see all kinds of great players beat up on Spud Webb. I think I saw my my last game. I saw at Arco uh, was shoot there. It, the Kings were playing against, I think, Orlando. And I remember Boogie was uh, warming up, and he was just giving, like, the death stares to Dwight Howard. <laughs> it was like he did not like him at all. Like, it was on the court. Now, you got you know, when you're in Arco, you got hella good tickets because I was sitting so close to the court. I was like, this is hilarious, dude. They're like, they hate each other. They hated each other. They probably still do, and I think a lot of people still hate Dwight Howard, to be honest with you, but... Talking about Boogie, man, he's not even in the league anymore. 
Yeah, he fizzled quickly. I mean, he, he always, I don't know, he had the talent, but he never had a very good attitude. No, nah, he was always out of shape. Yeah, and that, that really cost you as a big man in the league. And yeah. it's funny because as a big man, you can actually play, and in the N- NBA, you can play pretty late into your career, but uh, especially with certain skill sets. But it's funny the ones that fade so quickly like that. Yeah. All right, let's jump into, um, let's go back into the 49ers. Should the Niners give up and start Lance? Uh, go ahead, you start. You know, at this point, I just don't see much. Uh, I don't. I don't. I don't see any point in not starting them at this point. The the, the season's pretty much done. Jimmy's not going to suddenly light it up and like gain a whole bunch of draft or trade value that he doesn't have right now. So I guess you got to just. It's kind of a lost season, and their only real thing to do, I guess, is prepare for the future. They still have a 22% chance of making the playoffs. Yeah, that's just because the NFC is so weak and, and the fact that every top team this week lost. So with that said, do you start Trey Lance? I guess he go. Jimmy, I don't know, man. I don't know anymore. I, I think I'm just going to go start Trey Lance because I don't think it matters. What did he do the last I think, year? I don't think the team's good enough to win regardless of his playing quarterback at this point. What do you think the problem with him are, is? I don't know. If I knew, I, you know, I'd chime in on, uh, and give Shanahan a call. But, I, you know, it's weird because it's like they're they're heavily penalized. There's a lot of technique issues. I guess you could say the coaching, but it almost feels like at the professional level, the stuff that's happening with the holding and defensive pass interference calls, that's the kind of shit that shouldn't even be happening as a pro, let alone being coached about. So I really don't know. So what was the the statistic I sent you that uh, Kyle Shanahan and Chip Kelly's win percentage is exactly the same? Yeah, I mean, at this point, we're running out of excuses with Shanahan. It was one thing with the injuries and everything else, but this season, they're playing like a badly coached team. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's painful, painful. Which Um, is painful to say because Shanahan runs a great offense and stuff, but sometimes you wonder, it's like, should he just be an offensive coordinator? Because it seems like this day-to-day details and the penalties and game management I mean, he's made some questionable decisions in game this year. Uh, I say one more, one more game. Let's see how they play. One more yeah, game. Yeah, I mean, I'm not ready to like rip the entire uh, foundations out yet, but it's it's not looking too hot. So who do they have this week? They got the uh, ooh, they got the Rams on Monday night. So that's a loss. Yeah, I mean, even as bad, and the Rams, you know, went out and shit the bed last week, and it still doesn't make me feel any better about the Niners' chances. Yeah, so I think if they get blown out, it's time to start Trey and see and, and give him some reps. Um, on top of that, you think Jimmy has any trade value right now? You know, unfortunately not, which sucks because I know, you know, in theory, the hope was that they could get a first-rounder or a second-rounder out of him in the off season, but... I don't see him going for anything more than a fifth-round pick at this point. Wow, a fifth-round pick. You don't think a team might... With his salary? Yeah, I really don't. I think he'll be a bridge quarterback for maybe a team that takes the quarterback early and wants a year of a veteran or something. So who needs a quarterback right now? Look, Houston needs a quarterback. Miami could use a better quarterback. Um, Carolina just just signed Superman, quote-unquote. I'd say former Superman, but... uh, 
Cam's back on the on the Panthers. Did you see that? No, I missed that part. Cam signed with the Panthers. Yeah, that's impactful. So uh, ESPN's headline was Superman Returns, and CBS Sports' headline was former M- for- former NFL MVP returns to Carolina. So that's funny, like the how they word it. They're still calling him Superman. Well, good. I mean, compared to the rest of the people on the planet, I guess he still is, but not on the NFL because he has a spaghetti noodle arm. Uh, yeah, I mean, his injuries kind of caught up to him a few years ago. So you say five, fifth round pick for Jimmy? Right yeah, now, I just don't just, see anybody giving up more than that for him with his contract. Terrible. He's going to be in the last year of that contract. I think they're going to owe him somewhere around twenty five million. That's a lot to put on a quarterback that. At best case, it'll be like a bridge or something. So I'm thinking some team's got a lot of cap space and doesn't want to start their rookie immediately. Uh, let me see actually his stats before I start just totally crapping on him. Let me uh, let's see how he's doing. He, this he's year. actually played the last two games. He's actually played well. It's just the team's lost anyway. And at that point, you know that that's what I'm saying. It's not just him. It's the team. It's it doesn't look like a winning. Let me squad ask you this: with, Would you say he played well play? against Chicago? What's that? Would you say he played well against Chicago? Yeah. 322 I mean, he yards. Ran, he ran two touchdowns in, yeah. and that one was a completely broken play. Yeah. You know? He's actually having an okay year. It's okay. Yeah, it's, it's okay. It, that's the problem. It's just okay. And He's, apparently this team needs like a uh, Patrick Mahomes, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers type savior to make him competitive. So looking at his lifetime career stats, he had exactly one year where he played well. Like – the whole year played well, and that's when they went to the Super Bowl. And after that, and before that, it's just non-existent injuries and like part-time stuff. Yeah, yeah, and that's what's frustrating about him. It's hard to get a good read when you're injured half the time and don't you know you only have one full season. I think yeah. I mean, he has what seven games left? Eight games left? Eight games yeah, left. Yeah, and he's played. not going to suddenly like change or no, anything. No, he's, he's actually playing. He's actually playing kind of terrible. Solid quarterback with a fast release and a little bit too much gamble. I mean, I'm going to say he's not playing well at all. He only has eight touchdowns and five picks in ten games. Yeah, in that's nine, pretty shitty. In, in nine games, nine games, eight touchdowns. That's very shitty. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's not outright losing the games, but he's not winning them either. He's just kind of there. <laughs> yeah, he's just. Put in Trey. Come on. All right. Yeah, I, I just don't see any reason not to at this point. It, it's there's, We're not getting anything out of Jimmy that we haven't already seen. So on top of that, you want to talk about should rookies get playing time if they can't beat the veterans in front of them? Yeah, well, I just see more and more articles where all these draft picks that aren't playing for the Niners and people thinking they should just play because they were taken in the second round. And it's like – I feel like you should at least earn it a little bit because I don't necessarily think all experience is good experience. I mean, getting your ass handed to you over and over again, it's like eventually it's kind of like learning to shoot a forty-four Magnum with no uh, ear protection. I don't care how tough you are, you're going to develop a flinch. Listen, you know, yeah, listen <laughs> yeah, to this. Those people who are saying that quarterback or a lot of these other positions where. You get your ass handed to you over and over again for a whole year. There's no way you don't develop a little bit of a flinch. There's a reason why they're not in there. These guys play against the first team defense to see if they could hold up against them. So you got those those defensive tackles and DNs, and 
they're playing live speed in practice to see if they could do anything with them, and they're getting their asses kicked. This is why they're not starting. Yeah, I, I just don't understand. Like, it's funny because they act like it's a failure on the coach's part to not play high-round draft picks right away. And it's like, no, I mean, not every high-round draft pick, even in the first round, only half of them are even any good. So you can't just, like, go, okay, well, this guy was drafted in the third round. Clearly they should start because they need experience and will be better down the road because I don't see that happening. If you're not good enough to make it as a rookie, why are you suddenly better the next year? Yeah. All right, well, let's finish off. Well, actually, let's finish off the Niners talk with this one. Um, Heard, it's finally cut. What happened there? Yeah, I think they finally just gave up on him. You know, I mean, after three seasons of him not playing, he's never actually made his NFL debut, and he was drafted in, what, 2019 in the third round? Yeah. It's, yeah, I think they finally just gave up on him. And and that's the thing. I think they've been fair with him, you know, as much as people want to give him shit about uh, developing talent. It's like they tried. He just never got healthy. If you were him, would you say, dose me up with painkillers I need to play? I don't know, man. Like, he's been – this last one, his knee never got better from last year blowing his ACL. Yeah. And that's one of those things that we kind of forget that they've gotten so good with ACL surgeries that – you know, years ago, popping your ACL was career-ending or very likely career-ending. And, uh, you know, we've gotten so used to guys coming back, no problem, that to have anybody with hiccups like him, it's, you know, abnormal. I think when something like that, and someone who has, unfortunately, like three ACL injuries, uh, <laughs> um, it, the reason why that happens is you don't listen to the doctor and you try to, you try to do things before you're ready. Uh, 100%. Yeah, and some guys are just injury prone, too. I mean, yeah. between his back and everything else, he's just never been able to make it. And it doesn't look, after three years, I don't know if he ever will. Hey, uh, before we go to the picks, what about the uh, NFL fight in the Packers, 300 grand, and Aaron Rodgers, uh, 14,650? Well, I think it's interesting because uh, CeeDee Lamb has actually been uh, fined more for having a short jersey this year than Favre was for, uh, you know, completely abandoning protocols, lying to everyone, and putting people in Rogers, not so Favre. I, I have to say, I think their fine structure is a little screwed up. <laughs> I'm pretty sure that's – yes, it's a, fi- it's a fine structure. That's exactly what it is. It, you know what I mean? It's it's um, that's probably what they had lined up. So when people are like, "Well, how come X, Y, and Z and X, Y, and Z?" It's just that's just the way they had it lined up. It wasn't. Oh yeah, yeah. it just seems like the protocol uh, COVID fines are pretty freaking low when <laughs> when you're talking like in the grand scheme of things, you know. Yeah. Like considering what Farm did, it seems like more than a sl- like. I mean, it's not even a slap on the wrist. What the hell difference does that make to him? Uh, I also want to talk about this, that referee Tony Corrente during the Bears game. Did you see that? Uh, yeah, I read about it. I didn't see the clip. Where he, like, was running by and, and, and like, and like hip-checked him and then threw a flag. Yeah. <laughs> I'm surprised that the referee didn't get, like, in trouble for that, but nothing, nothing from it. Well, anymore, like, I, I'm still trying to figure out, even after all this time, I haven't gotten a good explanation on why that taunting penalty with Cliffs Kingsbury last week with the Niners and Josh Norman, because the way it rolled out, Kingsbury ran on the field, got a flag, then Josh Norman jawed at him for running on the field, calling him an asshole, 
then he got a flag. But then they said that Josh Norman's flag happened during play and Cliff Kingsbury happened after the play. And so they penalized the Niners first, then added Kingsbury's, and somehow it did. It was a wash. I still don't. I still don't understand the explanation on that of how how you can commit a foul after the other foul, but somehow it happened during play and the other one didn't. Well, when you have so many rules and bureaucracy <laughs> and shit like that, st- stuff starts to get like convoluted. Yeah. No, I feel like. That like if that's really the case, then couldn't an NFL coach like taunt someone into committing that penalty? Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, let, let's be honest. You're you're really going into the weeds there of like how they would know to do that. But seems like if they knew Josh Norman was super volatile, they could do that every time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. Let's uh, let's go on to some picks. All right. Sound good? Yep. Let's make some money. Did you win last weekend? No, well, shit. I think nobody did. I mean, what did the top like six teams all lose or something like that? If you were good, you would have won. Yeah, right. Well, I think some of them might have covered. <laughs> so uh, let's actually the the game is the game going on right now? The Ravens and the Dolphins. Uh, I believe so. All right, I'm not gonna look at the score, but we'll we'll, we'll do a prediction and then I'll look at the score. So the Ravens are predicted to win this game 32 to 17. The spread is at minus eight and a half. 61% of the money is actually going on the Ravens. The Ravens have been playing real close games, but I think against the Dolphins, they cover that one. Um, let me see. Eight and a half points against the I'm going to get the Dolphins plus eight and a half. Let me let me see where they're at at this moment. Uh, Down fifteen. <laughs> it's tied three to three in the second, and it's Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right. <laughs> you said they play close. You said it, and then you like no, but yeah, it's still yeah, early. It's still early. That. I don't listen to myself. It's early. It's, it costs me every week. All right, uh, Falcons at the Cowboys. Cowboys favored by nine points. Uh, Fifty nine percent of the money's going on the on the Cowboys here. This... It was a big spread. I, I think I'm gonna go with the Falcons, but I think the Cowboys win it. I'm taking the Falcons too. I think the Falcons are actually a lot better team than uh well credit that we're given for them. Yeah, no, they keep covering when I think they won't and not covering when I put money on them. See, what so. is their stand? They're my favorite team this year. <laughs> Let me see uh let's see their stand where are they at here? Atlanta Falcons. I know this is captivating podcasting here. Let's see where they're at. Just say oh while you're uh uh <laughs> <laughs> Actually they're four and four. Yeah, I know. And then um by the by the odds rating, the power ratings for this one, the they're twenty two and the Cowboys are twenty three, so they're it's it's right there. So I think a good bet would be the Falcons in this one plus nine. All right, um, Saints versus the Titans. Titans favored by three points, winning last week, beating up the Rams even without their star running back. Minus three against against the Saints. A lot of money going on the Titans. Eighty eight percent. Yeah, I think you got to go with the Titans until the Saints show that their backup quarterbacks can do anything. Yeah, I think the Titans are a good team here. I'm going to put some money on the, on the Titans. Bills versus the Jets. Bills on the road against the Jets. They're favored 12 by 12 points on the road against the Jets. I think the Jets are starting that um, Walker guy over 
over their rookie in this game. 12 points. Man, the Jets have been tough this year. It's like every once in a while they show some fight, just enough to cover. <laughs> I'm going to go. The, the Bills have come out flat a few times, but I think this is a get-right game for the Bills. Ooh, so I'm going to go with the Bills on this one. I'm going to go with the Bills, too. All right, next game. Tampa Bay Buccaneers against football team. Football team's <laughs> plus nine and a half points at home. <laughs> no, it just makes me laugh because I was just thinking today, like, how are the Cleveland Indians still a thing? Yeah. <laughs> Cleveland baseball team. Yeah. I mean, just, just well, same with, like, I, I just don't understand the Redskins not pulling the trigger. So are we going to just be Washington football team forever? That's so. like the laziest goddamn mascot. <laughs> it just, it, the, the sheer lack of imagination by the marketing team over there just makes me upset. <laughs> who do you got? Nine and a half points. Uh, who was playing against? The Bucks, <laughs> the Bucks against Washington. I had that on my ramp first. jeez. <laughs> uh, you know, Washington's shown nothing on offense or defense, so I'm going to go with the Bucks. Wow. I'm going to take Washington at home. Strong team at home. Probably one of the strongest teams at home. I'm just kidding. All right. Yeah, I was going to say, what metric? <laughs> Jag- Jaguars on the road against the Colts. Colts are favored by 10.5 points against the, in this game at home. Yeah, that's too many for Carson Wentz. I'll, I'll give it. I'll give the Jaguars. I'm gonna go with the Jags too. Uh, Lions against the Steelers. Steelers big spread actually. Not, they're favored by nine points at home against the Lions. Uh, gosh, that's a tough one because the Lions, uh, even though they're zero and eight, sometimes have been covering this year. But I think at this point they've just given up or mailing it in. So I'll go with the Steelers. Steelers. Minus nine. I will take the Lions plus nine. All right. Browns against the Patriots. Patriots are winless at home. However, they're favored by two and a half points. The simulator has the Patriots winning 29 to 17. I don't know about that. Uh, minus two and a half points, the Patriots at home. Man, the Browns are so hard to bet on this year. Although Baker Mayfield, uh, last year he did this, and then this year, he, as soon as Odell's not on the field, he plays lights out. So I'm going to go ahead and give them the points and go with uh, the Browns on this wow. one. it's a tough one. I think the Patriots are hot. I'm going to take them at minus two and a half points. Um, yeah, I think it could go either way. Vikings, Chargers, Chargers at home, they're minus three points. It's a suck yeah. bet. This is a trap bet. I wouldn't bet this game for a I, I Yeah. Like, I don't know if it's – the Chargers, historically for me, every time I think they're good enough, ever since Schottenheimer like, took them to 14-2 and two or whatever, they just always lose any time I'm like, oh, this team is a lock. <laughs> <laughs> but that being said, I'm going to go with the Chargers because I don't learn my lessons. I'm going to go with the Chargers too, and I also don't learn my lesson. All right. Panthers on the road plus ten and a half at the Cardinals. Uh, you know, I think you gotta go with the, the Cardinals covering on that. The, the the Panthers have slowly gotten worse every week, and the Cardinals, even like being hobbled last week, still looked like a good team. They got their PJ Walker, former XFL superstar, playing for the Panthers. We'll see how that one goes. Um, Eagles versus the Broncos. Broncos are minus two and a half points at home. Who do you got? 
I'm gonna go with Teddy B. He he he's great at covering the spread. Me too. I'm gonna take him too. Seahawks versus the Packers. The Packers are favored by three and a half points. Is Aaron back? Uh, he doesn't know. All right. <laughs> they don't know for sure. I don't think until like Saturday's the quickest he could be cleared. I think so. It'll be game time decision. Oof. I'm gonna go Seahawks plus three and a half. Sorry, I jumped you there. Yeah. No, I'll go with the same. Like, uh, yeah, Russell Wilson can't bet against him, especially Aaron. Uh, uh, you know, he's 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 shown some questionable decision making lately. The Chiefs minus two and a half points on the road against the Raiders, who are getting arrested left and right. Did you hear Man, about that other the desperate <laughs> AFC West? Everybody needs a win. I think. Um, hmm. I think I gotta go with the Raiders, but I don't think I'd want to bet that game. Me too. I'm gonna go with the Raiders. Did you hear what happened to the the Raiders cornerback? Uh, no. So he got he got fired from the team because. He went on Instagram live talking about how he was going to kill somebody. He, like, pulled out his, like, machine gun, like, showing the camera. Like, I dare you. Yeah, that's, that's super smart, right? <laughs> yeah, that's just a great use of social media and uh, just, just smart all-around behavior. <laughs> Stupid. Uh, I think there's something in the water in Vegas. I don't know what's going on over there. Oh man, it's it's amazing what people put on social media and then be surprised that it ruins their life. It's like a lot of these people would be better off to just not not try to build a brand and maybe just play some ball and be quiet. So, last game, the Rams versus the Niners. The Rams are on the road playing the Niners. Super super strong at home. Another strong home team, the 49ers. Man, they have not ever developed any kind of home field advantage at Levi's Stadium. It's kind of sad. How much do you think it would take to just blow up Levi's and and, and uh, rebuild freaking Candlestick? Well, well, why didn't we build one? Like, you know, I, I have to say it, it, it's kind of upsetting that, like, Seattle built theirs, so it was, like, the loudest stadium in the league. Mission accomplished, six-man, you know. And then the Niners build this beautiful stadium that, Apparently, we can't get anyone worth a shit to go pay tickets for because it seems like the home field advantage just doesn't even exist there and never has since it's open. Yeah, wonderful. What a what an ingenious idea. Shout out there, like to hey, let's the, let's pump some fake you know fake crowd noise in the end of the stadium through secret speakers. <laughs> I'm looking at you, KC. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right, man. You got anything else? Uh, no, but the Niners could use some fake crowd noise and maybe even just like a full-on 12th man. That you hear that? Anybody at the home game, turn, home field advantage. turn on some crowd noise from YouTube and turn it up, all right? No, and just give them a special player for home field advantage, 12th man, you know? Oh, he gets like a special it. black jersey, you're not allowed to block him. What is it? Kindergarten <laughs> shit? It's the only way I see this season turning around. (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening to the podcast. Take care. Hear from us soon. Later.